You can save every day by shopping at Whole Foods Market. Seriously, don't just go for the big sales. Walk the store and see the savings for yourself. In the seafood department, look for the yellow low price sign on Whole Foods Market Responsibly Farm Salmon. This fish is perfect for the grill. Buttery, fatty, yet lean, nice thick fillets. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it, and I know I can get it at a great price. There's so many ways to save at Whole Foods Market. Now you know. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Grammar Girl here. This is the final week that I'm going to give you a peek at the entries in my new book, 101 Troublesome Words. Today, we'll talk about the words decimate and all right. So first, decimate. When I was doing radio interviews last week to promote the book, multiple people called in to complain that other people are using the word decimate wrong. So I thought it would be a good entry to include this week. What's the trouble? Well, some people cling to the belief that decimate can only mean a reduction by 10%. Here's some background. The Roman military wasn't as interested in justice as it was in order. We get the word decimate from the Romans' brutal practice of punishing mutinous units by having the men draw lots and then requiring the troops who were to survive to kill the unlucky 10% who chose the wrong lot. Decimate has its etymological root in the Latin word for tenth, and it shares that root with words like decimal and decimeter. Because of these historical and etymological roots, some people believe that the only proper way to use decimate is to talk about something reduced by precisely 10%. But usage experts disagree. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage, for example, notes that decimate has never been used this way in English. Although there's an entry for the reduction by 10% meaning in the Oxford English Dictionary, it contains no example sentences which is unusual. The Merriam-Webster editors believe that the OED definition was included merely to bridge the gap between the Roman practice and the standard English meaning, which is a massive or severe reduction. So what should you do? Use decimate without fear to describe a huge culling or loss. It doesn't have to be limited to 10%. Because of its roots, decimate is particularly well used when describing significant casualties in a population of military troops or another group of people, but it can be used to describe any extreme loss. Beware of using it to describe death or a complete loss, however. Those uses are incorrect. And here's an example sentence that's included in the book. This is from Lauren Groff in the book Delicate Edible Birds and Other Stories. Who in the midst of passion is vigilant against illness? Who listens to the reports of recently decimated populations in Spain, India, Bora Bora, when new lips, tongues, and poems fill the world? And that was a proper use of the word decimate. Next, let's talk about all right. A lot of people who reviewed the book commented that they were surprised by this entry. So what's the trouble? 
nearly all usage guides condemn all right, written as one word. But it occasionally shows up in the work of respected writers, and many average people think it's fine, or even the preferred spelling. The Oxford English Dictionary calls all right as one word, a frequent spelling of all right two words, not quite saying outright that it's wrong, but making the implication. The Columbia Guide to Standard American English is more clear. They say, quote, all right, two words, is the only spelling standard English recognizes, unquote. The word's history is little help. According to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary of English Usage, very early spellings included both one-word and two-word forms. With the pressure to save space in status updates and text messages, the one-word form is likely to gain currency rather than fade, because it's shorter. The saves space argument isn't new, either. An early proponent of the one-word form over the two-word form mentioned the extra cost of sending cable messages because of the extra characters in all right when it's written as two words. Until popular usage guides, such as the Chicago Manual of Style or AP Stylebook, give their stamp of approval to all right spelled as one word, it'll be edited out of most professional work. However, one telling sign is that many quotations on goodreads.com, which are transcribed by people who are likely to be above-average readers, people find quotations in their favorite books and then type them into goodreads.com, a lot of those people substitute the one-word form when the two-word form appears in the original book. I predict that the one-word form will eventually win. So what should you do? Well, today, stick with all right as two words, unless you wish to be part of the charge to legitimize all right as one word. But it's kind of a fringe movement right now. And here's the example quotation from the book. This is sort of the best example I could find, and it's from a very informal um, letter. It's uh, Jack Kerouac, Beat Generation author of On the Road, in a personal letter to Allen Ginsberg, Peter Orlovsky, William S. Burroughs, and Alan Anson. He wrote, Bill is all right, one word. Crowley thinks I'm a simple Simon. I'm a fool, all right. Again, one word, not two. So you can see how informal that is. So those are both entries from my new book, 101 Troublesome Words You'll Master in No Time. If you like the podcast, please pick up the book. It's only $5.99. <clears throat> I hesitate to call it cheap. So let's just say it's one of my most affordable books. I'm Mignon Fogarty. That's all. Thanks for listening. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career, so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.